Hey everybody, welcome back to Half Hour of Power. I am Joe. Jesse is here. I am here. Hey Jesse, did you have a good week? Um, I did pretty good. I uh, met this guy. He was so obsessed with movies that he would dress up with as uh, different movie characters. And uh, well, he did nothing. So. <laughs> well, he didn't do anything. So you're a bunch of cosplayers, is what you? Yeah. But back when it wasn't cool, Joe. This is back when it wasn't cool. Last week, right. <laughs> we, we have to remember cosplaying hasn't always been cool. Yeah, has always been cool, and in fact, was quite frowned upon for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't. I don't know. Maybe this movie set cosplaying back a little bit. What do you think? Might have. Might have. Because how many people today? have heard of or even have seen this movie that we're going to talk about, Fade to Black. Well, considering it came out in 1980, and most of the kids who do cosplay weren't born in 1980, I'd say pretty good. Yeah, probably are, probably are. So uh, this one, um, so I, we were just talking about this right before the show, directed by Vernon Zimmerman, and we were looking up his filmography. I've, this is the only thing of his I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, he's only got three features to his credit. Uh, Deadhead Miles, The Unholy Rollers, and Fade to Black. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's kind of interesting because as we were watching Fade to Black, we noted how odd the movie looked. Yeah. Yeah. It has I, been, just, I, I don't know if he, if he did it on purpose to uh, kind of create more unease in, in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, before we dig into that, let us go to the fun question of what is the Rotten Tomato consensus? Uh, of we could also go into what the movie's Black. title is. We haven't said it yet. I've actually said it a few times, Fade to Black. Oh, okay. <laughs> you say it. I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're probably thinking about your next cosplay adventure, so yeah. we'll have to give you a pass on that. Yeah. So, Fade to Black... What do you think the critics tomato uh, said? I'm going to say 74 to 76%. Wow, that is really high, and you're way off. Is it really low? Is it more in the 50s, like 52 to 54? You're still off, but you're way closer. Oh, wow, lower? You want one more? Or no, no, give it to me. 45. No, come on. That's not that bad of a movie. All right. What about the audience score? Uh, usually the audience score here lately has been lower, but I'm going to go say higher this time. I'm going to say 57 to 59. Way off. Lower 34? 42. So that's really strange that the critics and the audience. What happened? Agree. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't really put. Uh, and I think we've said this before, but I don't really put too much stock into this uh, tomato meter stuff. It's just kind of fun to look at it and kind of. Uh, well, but I mean, talk about it. It, it, it seems to me like uh, back in the day when we were kids, you and I, and uh, teenagers, that the the critics were so much more harsher on films than. The general audience. Yes, and, and, and it didn't really matter what film it was. They they seem to uh, yeah like the movie more than the audience. Yeah, and, and this this new generation, yeah, it's like oh, well, the critics seem to be a lot less uh, harsh on movies. Yes, than, and I mean, you and I, are, I, I, I would say that you know we're not as angrier at mean at movies that are bad because 
you know, we understand how, the work that goes into it, and it's like not everything's going to come out right, you know. Yeah, so, we we try to give everybody uh, yeah. just making it a fair shake. As, as I, uh, some lady at work asked me what my least favorite movie is, and I tried to explain to her, I'm like, well, if it's a small independent movie and it's bad, I give it more of a break than if it's a big budget movie and it's really really bad because the big budget movie has like, everything for it. Yeah, like Avatar. Yeah, like Avatar. <laughs> And I'm talking about the James Cameron Avatar. A lot of times uh, when I say Avatar, they ask me if I'm talking about the cartoon. Right. Last Airbender. I'm like, oh, come on, everybody. Are we – but anyway, that's for a whole other show yeah. and uh, maybe try to get a guest on who uh, it just bugs likes me. to do that. It's just bugging me. I don't know why. No, I, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, so, Made the Black, what's this about? Uh, we already talked about cosplay, so uh, there's a. We already know about the cosplay element. Uh, it's just about a uh, young man, I'd say in his twenties, who is obsessed with movies, and he life finally just breaks him down, and he just starts going around uh, killing people because uh, he's just tired of being picked on. I guess would be wouldn't that be what you would think? Yeah. So he. Uh... Also, it, where does he work? Some kind of a film print warehouse, right. distribution hub. Yeah, it looks like someplace that would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, he's trying to break into the movies. So he's working with movies. He gets to feel movies. Now, one of the most odd characters in here, I think, for me, actually, is not Eric Benford, the name of the main character uh -huh. played by. Dennis. Dennis Christopher, but Tim Thomerson. Yeah, Tim Thomerson's weird. Is playing uh, Jerry Moriarty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he is a, what is he, a psychiatrist, psychologist? I'm, I'm guessing. Some kind of a, wants to break into a, a profiling for the police? Yeah, which is, which is weird in the first place, because usually uh, profilers are FBI. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought he was, see, okay, here's the thing, the movie's the way they they were talking about in the first place is that he was there to help people who were having problems who were in jail. Like he was yes. trying to get them to, on a redemptive path. Uh, but that doesn't seem what he's there for at, by the end of the movie. Uh, but he is there to store coke in the police precinct. <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. He, now he gets a he gets an office because the police captain does not like him and does not want him there. I mean, it's Tim Thomerson, so... I mean, I like Tim Thomerson. I always love Tim Thomerson, but that character, I, I totally agree with the police captain, that he's useless. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he, it's uh, it's kind of... I mean, Tim Thomerson looks like a, a baby in this uh -huh. or a young man. Uh -huh. So, uh, it's kind of kind of fun to see that again, but uh, he uh, he gives him an office in the basement in, like, an old holding crap storage area, old drunk, drunk cell. Right, drunk tank, that's right. That's why she says that. Yeah, and he's just sitting there, as you described, in there snorting coke where anybody can walk in and see him. Somebody does walk and in and see him. Somebody does. And what's his uh what's his reward for that? He gets laid. <laughs> they get laid. Yes. So I don't know. I, I guess the worst thing about this movie is if you go work in a police station and you snort coke, you might get laid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I understand like homicide detectives. 
if they see somebody doing coke, they don't really care about you doing coke because they want to f- find out who murdered somebody. And that's more important to them. Yeah. But there's just yeah. some B cop. She's a B cop. She walks in and yeah. snort coke and goes, well, that's all right. I'll take him back to my place and I'll straighten him out. <laughs> she was She was also one of his biggest fans, right? I mean, yeah. he had fans. He, he had written a book or something, right? Right. Or, something. Or was she, was <laughs> the, the movie so. is not too clear on Tim Thomerson's past, but that's because it spends more time it's with not. Dennis Christopher. It spends a lot of time with Dennis Christopher, who also, we find out, is uh, trying to date Marilyn Monroe. A lookalike. And this lookalike, she looks really good. I mean, she looks like a, she could pass for Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. She'd be a good lookalike. Her, her Australian accent uh, kind of kills it, doesn't it? What's that? It's about her Australian accent. Okay, it would take anybody out of that moment. Like, oh, you're, you're not Marilyn Monroe. She's not Australian, right? <laughs> yes, yes, it, it does. It does. So he, he's kind of a he's kind of a jerk to everybody. He's not a nice guy. Uh, and it, at his workplace, and then they're jerks back to him. So you don't. Re- I didn't. I didn't think he really got a sense of. Uh, was he just misunderstood, or was he just kind of a? Were they jerky, so he's being jerky, or is he just a jerk, so they're being a jerk? Because well, he's got this 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 rivalry with uh, Mickey Rourke. And who else is in this when they're baby? Uh, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. This is Mickey Rourke's second movie. Yeah. Well, at first, when they start talking to him, they don't seem confrontational. They're talking, yeah. they're talking about a movie, and they ask him his opinion about a fact on it. And he says, hey, I bet you I have a fact that you can't guess. And they're like, oh, okay. And he gets really confrontational with them. He gets He's really aggressive he with did. everybody. Yeah, he is. So you, you watch the movie, and you see that stuff, because his fact is like this. Mm-hmm. So was his question. So it was about Casablanca, and what? Mickey Rourke goes, Casablanca's biggest fan. I've seen that movie 50 times. Yes. What was his question? Uh, what was Rick's real name? What was Rick's full name? And Mickey Rourke didn't like that. Right. Yes, <laughs> because I'm going to tell you why, because it's not that important. <laughs> it's not important at all. No. In that movie. No. Not at all. In shape or form is that important at all. The only way that's important but, is if his last name was Hitler. If his name was Rick Hitler, <laughs> it would be important. Yeah, if that was actually Hitler running that cafe, then sure, that would be a, a big twist on the movie. So uh, uh, the few times they interact with each other, it is uh, it is very confrontational. Um, he Mickey Rourke wants to beat the crap out of him. Right. Out of poor uh, <laughs> Benford. Yeah, now as the movie goes along, you see that Mickey Rourke is a jerk, too. And Mickey Rourke is a jerk. Oh, yeah. So it's like, okay, no, no, no. I don't mind him uh, killing Mickey Rourke. Uh, like his boss. Uh, he's also confrontational with his boss. And his boss yeah. isn't that bit. I mean, his boss was mean, but uh, Eric, Eric Benford, Dennis Christopher in the movie, forced him to be a jerk. I mean, he was taking the motor scooter out whenever he wanted, which he couldn't do. He was never filling up with yeah. gas. He was always late. Yeah. Uh, he missed appointments. It's like, fire that guy. He, he, you know what? That boss was a, was a gem. He let him keep his job after all that. He did. He did let him, and he shouldn't have kept his job no. at all. So I mean, he, he kind of meets uh, Marilyn Monroe out riding. He stops for a milkshake or a burger, and it's just odd how he asks her out, and she just says, "Yeah, oh, I'm going out with you. You're some kind of a nut job." Yeah. And you know what? And he's gonna he asks him to drive her home, and she. Once she went outside and saw that scooter, she should have left. Yeah. 
she's great. Get on that little scooter. Let's go. And his thing, he did all that after his boss yelled at him about not doing his job. What's he do after he gets yelled at? He doesn't do his job. <laughs> Hits on a Marilyn Monroe lookalike. Yeah. Takes, takes her, takes her uh, back to her, her other job at the roller rink. So uh, his room at his house is really cool. Yeah. He's got movie memorabilia. He's got uh, 16 millimeter prints of movies that he watches. Mm -hmm. He's got, it uh, looks like he has a build up table. He's got a splicer. He's got yep. uh, film hanging mm -hmm. around everywhere. A really cool, really, really, really cool room. But his, uh, we think it's his aunt uh -huh. in a wheelchair. It's just, she's just really mean to yeah. him, too. Well, she blames him for being in a wheelchair. Yeah. Because she had to go pick him up from somewhere, and on her way to pick him up, she crashes. Yeah, so that's that was his fault. That, was his fault. that she crashed. That was all his fault. So uh, I can kind of see why he wants to, uh, her out of his life. Right? No, no, no. But it's kind of unclear whether she is uh, um, molesting him or not. Well, she he, she asked for a special back rub. And, and she did She did say special back rub, didn't she? She did. So you have to come home on time from your day for my back rub. And she gives this weird look on her face. She has this really odd, mm -hmm. uh-oh, that's not a real back okay. rub. For one, that's his aunt. Uh, a nephew yeah. should never give his aunt a back rub. That's not that right. <laughs> yep. So, yes, she was, she was, she was, she was, he was massaging more than her back. Let's just say it that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we never we never see anything. There's never any confirmation about right. that, but it's just kind of a, okay. Now, one of the fun things is uh, he'll stay in his room all day watching his 16-millimeter prints, mm -hmm. which um, if I could do that, I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Um, I would I'd watch movies. Uh, you and I, we watch them all day. Yeah, there's, um, there's nothing wrong with him. But she is, yeah. and he has a job. He keeps a job. You know, his boss is a saint because he lets him keep his <laughs> job when he doesn't do it. So what does she do? She comes into his room, and I think he was off work. I think he was actually didn't have to be at work at this point. Uh, he was supposed he's to watching do something. a movie. He's supposed to have done something. I can't remember what he was supposed no, to have I, done. I, I think he's a little depressed at this point. Right, because Marilyn too, skipped out on a date. He, that's right. He set up a date with Marilyn Monroe, and she skipped out on him because she wanted to go and hang out with what is his Peter name? Horton. It's another actor we would all recognize. Yeah, Peter Horton. She wanted to go hang out with him. He's kind of a sketchy photographer guy who wants her to come over so he can take pictures of her. Uh, probably. Um, probably, uh, yes, in that manner. Um, and she, but she, to her credit, she uh, lost track of time and goes, oh, I need to, I have to go out with Benford. And she runs off to try and find him. Mm -hmm. And what he, uh, he was going to take her to a, a film. Right. He's going to take her to a uh... And that didn't happen. So he's upset. So he's at home watching a film. Uh, before he goes home, though, before he goes home, he tries to pick up that prostitute who tells him to go to hell. Oh, yeah, he does try to pick up a prostitute. And what do you have, like five he bucks? Like, yeah, five bucks. What, do you, what, do you, what do you give me for five bucks? I'll give you my finger. And she puts him off. And, and yeah, and she wasn't going to put the finger anywhere where he would have. <laughs> right. Kind of, yeah, you know, not like Buck was going to do to that other yeah. girl. And, uh, but then he goes home. Alive. But he goes home, and his aunt is so pissed off. So he's watching a movie on 16-millimeter projector, and she knocks it over. Mm -hmm. And it's not like 
knocking over a DVD player or a, that destroys the film. Yeah, that that destroys the film. It probably hurts the projector. But what movie was he watching? Oh my gosh, was he watching the Kiss of Death? He was watching Kiss of Death, and it was the scene where he pushed the lady down the the uh, the lady in the woods down the stairs. Yeah. So now, uh, Kiss of Death uh, is that is the movie that our Charles Jr. watched to base the status off of. Yeah. Off of. So here we have another one where that movie inspires him. So she's in a wheelchair and he just pushes her down. Mm. And it's funny because she's like, knows he's mad. And she goes, I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said I was sorry. Yeah. And he pushes her down and she dies. Well, I'm guessing she was mad because he didn't give her a special back rub. He forgot all about it. That's, prob- that's probably part of that, too. But then after that, he goes on this weird spree where he's just killing people that wronged him or he thinks wronged him. He kills the hooker. Uh, If you looked at them funny, uh, you know, if you looked at him, if you're walking down the street, you looked at him funny, he was going to remember you. He's going to come back Mm -hmm. dressed up in good cosplay. Good cosplay. And in some cases, awesome cosplay. And he's going to kill you because you looked at him funny. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much what was happening the rest of the movie. One of the oddest ones was – he spent a lot of time dressing up like uh, Bela Lugosi's dragon. Yeah, which and you can see you can see part of that on the poster. That's that's what that half of his face is white. Yeah, it, it looked really good. This wasn't just he smeared on some uh, grease paint and blackened his hair. There was some uh, shading here mm-hmm. and shading there, and it looked really good. Yeah, he did a really good job. And he went to the he went to the movies and he watched Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, <laughs> but then he goes to kill the hooker. Yeah, he went and killed her, but then he went and broke into Marilyn Monroe's house. Right, to get an autograph while she was in the shower. And, well, that, that's what he said. I was wondering if he wanted to, was actually going to do something else. But then he runs off, and you, she, after the date thing, she's really hardly in the movie. Right. And I kind of forgot she was in the movie <laughs> when he went to see her. And uh, said he just wanted her autograph. But you don't see her go talk to Tim Thomerson or no, anything, because no. Tim Thomerson's Coke and screwing beat cops. Yeah, I'm sure if this movie was rewritten, they would have been more uh, tightly uh, aligned somehow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the kills in this, I think, are pretty good. And, and uh, one, of, one of the coolest and creepiest, I think, was uh, the uh, Hopalong Cassidy outfit. All right. No, the killing isn't creepy because he just shoots him. But it's just fact that he has a. Well, that man. No, what Hopalong I mean Cassidy. is. The Hoplon Cassidy outfit and all that, that was creepy. That was very creepy because he had a uh, – I swear this mask looked like it was made up of mold of uh, Hoplon Cassidy's face. Yes. Uh, yes. But he asking, he starts asking movie questions and then yeah. shoots him. And how the other guy who was with Vicky Wark didn't know that was Eric Benford, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't either. I, I, I don't either. Now, before that, you get to see these guys steal stuffed animals from uh, carnival games, and then they didn't really want the stuffed animals anyway. And so. they talk about banging chicks. Let's go somewhere with these bangs and chicks. Come on, man. Yeah, let's go bang chicks. But chicks love these big, giant stuffed animals. That's probably what they were doing yeah. that for. Yeah. But they didn't want them anyway. Just showing up to some random place with uh, stuffed so- animals. <laughs> So they're 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 dead. They they died with their stuffed animals. Uh, well, the one did. The other one ran off. But the but the, the other guy, the other guy ran off and couldn't uh, identify uh, Benford. Yeah. But yeah, so the movie goes along and he it's uh, 
I know it kind of sounds like we're really hate this. Movie. <laughs> I didn't hate this movie. It's, I mean, it's not it's not a great movie. It's it's a uh, not a bad movie. I mean, this is something I might watch from time to time. Over yeah, it's just weird. It's just super weird. But, yeah, it's kinda, wow, that was just odd. Yeah, um, especially the ending. Can you start talking about that. Let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. Go for it. Well, uh, <laughs> after he kills, then he kills his boss. Uh, by scaring him to death by being dressed as the mummy, which again, with the mummy outfit looked great. Uh, yeah, the mummy looked really good. Now he was, uh, he it looked like he was the Lon Chaney Jr. Yes, boy. he was like uh, Karis. Yes, uh, <laughs> that I guess I'm I, I'm Eric Bimper in a way too because I knew Karis. Uh, yeah, he he was not the Boris Karloff yeah. mummy. Uh, but then he meets this guy who he gives tells him this idea for a movie he has. And the, oh, yes. this was the dumbest idea for a movie. Like, oh, that sounds, yes, it that sounds really dumb. Uh, Alabama and it's, his, her, uh, his 40 Thieves. Alabama and his 40 Thieves. And the uh, producer's like, yeah, man, I'll give you a call. It'll be great. And then the next day he sees that the producer has stolen the stupid idea. Yeah, I sold a stupid idea, and he's on a talk show, and he talks about it. And, of course, that's going to get you yeah. killed when you which where he kills him though at a hairdresser, yes. where he makes everyone else who's in the room because they're celebrating this guy's birthday at the hairdresser. Yes, and everybody else leaves, yes. and he shoots him. Now wait, hold on a minute. I know what some people are thinking. This was not. It was not John Peters. Salon. No. <laughs> so John Peters was not his hairdresser. Right. But my, he might have been John Peters at one point. That was my theory. It might have been that. Might that guy might have been based on John? But he shoots him down. He uh, he has a Gatling gun, which or a Tommy gun, which good for him, I guess. He has a Tommy gun. Uh, yeah, he was he was getting more and more into the wild. Yeah, meat. so he shoots him down, uh, and basically uh, nobody in the place can identify him or say what he looks like because the cops still don't know who the hell he is. Yeah, and he's not wearing any uh, makeup. Nothing was obscuring him face in that one. It was just he was in a suit and had a Tommy yeah. gun. Uh, so then he decides that he needs to get back with Marilyn, so he sets up this fake photo shoot, and he, he drugs <laughs> her. And uh, yeah, and uh, I'm guessing he was Ruthie. They were Ruthies because uh, she was still in. She was awake, but she seemed really into him. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, she was. Uh, she loved. Didn't him. recognize him. Yep. So then uh, they're looking for uh, the car because when he drove up to the kill everybody, he had that uh, like a 1930s kind of vehicle, which I'm guessing he bought from it because he got his auntie's insurance. Yeah, she must have been loaded. Yeah, yeah I guess she was a dancer. Because he was able to – this was a nice big space he rented to pull yeah. this off to uh, – Deuce Marilyn Monroe or Rufio. So Tim Thomerson and the beat cop see it. Uh, and they're like, oh, there's the car. I bet this is Eric Benford. Because for some reason, Tim Thomerson interviewed, which they never showed the scene. This has been a, probably a nice thing to have, yeah. is that he interviewed everybody that, that worked at that film company. And he interviewed Eric. Yeah. And he thought Eric was a little bit off, which he was. Yeah. Uh, but Tim Thomerson also seems to blame movies and television for why he's killing people because he's like oh, they, they, 
put all this crap in our mind and they don't expect us to go crazy? What's wrong with them? It's like, ah, uh, shut up, Tim Thomerson. Yes, go make Doll Man yeah. 4. Uh, I, I, I always hate movies where like, movies and TVs are turning us into evil people. Although I made this movie where we killed a bunch of people. It's like, all right, st- yes, get, off, get off your podium. So they, they chase him out of there. Uh, he runs to a, um, the Grauman's Theater. He shoots Tim Thomerson in the leg. And Tim Thomerson still wants to say, oh, he's not a bad kid. He's just crazy. I can help him. Let me talk to him. Let me get through to this yeah. kid. So he climbs to the top of the Grauman's Theater and... Uh, the captain is there with all his cops, and he says, don't shoot till I say so. Well, one of the cops gets a little antsy and shoots him. <laughs> on top of the ground of the theater. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I gotta go home. Uh, dinner's yeah. on the table. Let's, let's, Come on. Let's take care of this. It's let's one see. guy up there. He has no hostages with him uh, that we can see. So let's, yeah. And then so, uh, he breaks into the Cody chair. Look at me, Ma! Look at me! And then all the other cops shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's going out now. He's going all Cody Jarrett. On and then he kid. falls off the Grumman's Theater, and that's the end of the movie. Yes. Now, it's not a bad movie. It was enjoyable. Like I said, the weird, I think one of the things that made it so enjoyable was the weirdness. If this was a little bit more paint by numbers yes. and you know, the, it wasn't as weird as it was, it probably wouldn't have been as good. Uh, yeah, the, I agree. The, the movie producer thing, I seen is like, okay, that's not really necessary. I'd rather had the scene where we saw Eric Benford being interviewed by Tim Thomerson so we could have seen why Tim Thomerson thought what he thought. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, that would have been a, a better scene. Uh, but I, I, I think, you know, the uh, Dennis Christopher is good in it. Uh, he, he's a weird actor. He has that kind of uh, Jeff Goldblum thing where he seems like he's thinking about what line he needs to say next. But he's not really thinking about. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be a natural, like he's actually thinking like a real person about what he has to say next. Uh, which seems like yeah. that, you know, you, 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 it, some people see it as bad acting, but it's just that's just who they are. That's how they talk. That's how they think. You know, it's like you can't get mm-hmm. mad at Tommy Weasel for you know the room for the way he talks, but that's how Tommy Weasel talks. <laughs> yeah, that's that's as yeah. real as it gets. So, uh, but the problem with. Uh, the Dennis Kirchner character is that you never really empathize with him because he's a, he's a jerk to people. He's really aggressive. Yes, and he it's is. Like, okay, I understand that his uh, aunt mom, which they find out later in the movie that it's not really his aunt, it's really his mom, which makes the whole special background even more creepy. It does. Uh, but, so, since they, uh, uh, but he's aggressive to everybody. He doesn't need to be aggressive to. Uh, yeah, he's just he's just downright touchy. I mean, you feel like uh, you know if he was if this guy Benford was on our show talking to us, he'd be right. mad at us because he would want to uh, try to out right. us, and then and then uh, he probably could. I mean, I'm gonna say that right now. He, he probably he probably could, and then he'd be mad because we well, didn't keep up. Or because one of us could. I, I think up. that his nerdiness. Or he wanted us to, uh, he would want you to um, um, acknowledge uh, his brilliance right. and how he's better than you in the 
knowledge of right, that. but his nerdiness wasn't the same nerdiness as ours. Our nerdiness, we know and know the background. We want to know how the movie got into it made and how everything got together, you know, and all that. Well, he was more interested in what, with what was on the screen. Every piece of information he had. Oh was yeah, about that's that. true too. Uh, yeah. yeah, but that's, that's because true. he was watching those movies. And again, oh, he's it was a different generation, you know. So, you know, you know. Uh, I know when I was a kid, you know, I, I owned a BHS copy of the Goonies. And I didn't own too many other BHS copies of the movies, so we watched the Goonies a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, and, you know, even before that generation, uh, they always saw movies when they came on TV, which I think is yep. interesting, too. You know, I, I like how we can do things now because, yep. you know, we, we could go down and grab some really obscure, deep, dark cuts uh, and watch them. Like Fade to Black, you know, nobody's going to watch. I, I can't see anybody watching Fade to Black every year as like some kind of ritual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I think it's a good movie. Like I said, there's some plot holes that you could fall in. Uh, and, you know, but the movie's so weird, so it makes it a lot more interesting to watch. It's like, I don't know what's happening because I'm just so weirded out by what's going on. Uh, like, who would have saw that mummy? I'm coming to kill that guy as a mummy. Uh, no, I didn't see him dressing up as a mummy and going to Yeah, kill and he doesn't even try to kill the guy. Look, he just He's trying to scare him into a heart attack. Which yes. is a very odd way to kill somebody. Uh, in the first I agree. Place. Yeah. But I, I think it was a good movie. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I mean, like I said, you listen to this, what we've been talking about, you might think we hated the movie. And just no, we we didn't hate it. We like it. It's just not a mm -hmm. great movie. I think it could have been a oh, lot yeah. better. But I think it's an enjoyable uh, little movie I agree. to watch. I agree. I'd probably watch. I, it. I, I, again, I think this is the best way to judge it. Would you rent it, buy it, or uh, just wa wait for it to come up, come out on a streaming service? You know, stream, rent, or buy, you know? Oh, well, I mean, we did watch it but on a streaming I would never buy that movie. Well, if there was, if it was in a Walmart $5 bin or something maybe, like that, yeah. maybe. Maybe. But I mean, if, but I don't know if we can even use that whole uh, rent, buy, or, you know, um, criteria anymore, because most everything you can see streaming yeah. somewhere. Well, I mean, like, you know, I guess we need to come up with a new criteria. Uh, like some movies like that, like Fade to Black, is a you know, if if it if it wasn't on Shutter, it wouldn't be something I'd seek out. It, yeah, it was yeah. on Shutter. It's like okay, let's yeah. watch it. Uh, like there's some movies that I'll I'll seek out because if I hear they're good, like the movie we watched the other night, you know, I had to go find that. So I had to go find that son of a gun. <laughs> yeah, we'll be talking about that one. On uh, so I'm not. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about it right now. But uh, yeah. And, I, I still, it's not something I would search for. Let's just say it that way. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it was, it's, it was one of those that we were looking through Shutter, and there it appeared and there it appeared and it had an interesting uh, picture mm -hmm. there. And you look at the description and go, that sounds and like it's something, something I've always seen on VHS. When we, when we were kids, it was always at the, you know, it had that VHS box yeah. cover. And it's like, oh, that looks interesting. But, you know, as a kid, you can't rent that because yeah. it's a rated R movie. Maybe when you got older, but when you got older, you there are other things that came out. That, yeah, you forget about it. 
Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this uh, description here just to close this out um, on uh, IMDb, and it says, Fade to Black 1980, rated R, you know, and then under that it says comedy, crime, horror. So, is this comedy? Does that fit, or does crime I'd horror better? I wouldn't say horror either. I'd say crime. That seems like a crime picture. Yeah. But why do they keep uh, – I've noticed they've done that. We've talked about this a little bit, but not too much. But uh, why do they keep lumping uh, comedy horror? I, comedy I, horror? I, I don't know. I guess if a movie has a laugh in it, it's considered a comedy movie anymore. Because there was another one at that we were doing that – What was that? that? On there. I don't remember. I think it's something we watched uh, a couple days ago. Oh, uh, okay. But uh, – Maybe we'll talk about that a little more when that one comes up again. But it's just, but this one, you know, I'm seeing the comedy there. Like, I can't see why they would no. have the there. This, this, was, this was not Tucker and Dale versus Evil. This is not uh, Evil Dead 2. There's nothing in this that's like, man, I want to watch that. Cause uh, yeah, I can't ride. think of any kind of humor in it, really. Was there anything that really made you laugh? Like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Not really. Not, yeah, I mean, not really. I mean, a lot of it was uh, you just kind of feel, except for Tim Thomerson snorting coke and getting yeah, that, that was funny because that's like, yeah. yeah. But I mean, uh, with this guy, you're just kind of like, well, that's really bad. I wish he could uh, get some. And isn't that more a little sad uh, than funny him snorting coke and getting laid <laughs> in a police station? Yeah, that is pretty sad. That is pretty sad. So, uh, yeah, there you go. So, fade to black. Um, Go ahead and check this out if you haven't seen it. Uh, 